Thank you for joining us, Policy Drivers. This is Donna Rudy coming to you from Washington, D.C., host of Drive Time Talks, the exclusive podcast for Toyota's Policy Drivers. In this episode of Drive Time Talks, we continue our virtual town hall series by going to the state of Michigan to see how government is responding to the COVID-19 crisis. Senior Vice President Bob Young hosts Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, also known as the car girl, representing the hub of the American auto industry, to talk about the impact the pandemic is having on automakers and their supplier partners and what's in store for the next stimulus package. Buckle up, Stephen Saccone, Group Vice President of Government Affairs, kicks things off at this virtual town hall with Congresswoman Debbie Dingell and Senior Vice President Bob Young. This is Stephen Saccone. I'm head of government affairs for Toyota, and I'm pleased to welcome the Toyota team members and many of our partners from the supplier community to this virtual town hall. Our guest today is Representative Debbie Dingle, who will be interviewed by the head of purchasing for Toyota, Bob Young. Representative Dingle knows more about the auto industry than any member of Congress, having literally grown up in it. She is a fierce defender of the people employed by our industry, as well as a person who understands really well the challenges we all face as a result of this COVID-19 pandemic. Bob Young should be known to nearly everyone on this call. Bob has a deep level of knowledge and a strong commitment to the supplier community. I think we're all in for a really interesting conversation. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to uh, Bob. Thank you, Stephen, and, and welcome Representative Dingle. Debbie, thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to support Toyota's virtual town hall. I hope you and your family are okay and managing through these difficult times. How are you holding up? Thanks, Bob, for asking. I've been home for 24 days because you lead by leaving. So I've been physically distanced for what seems like forever, but I'm on the phone a lot and I'm really happy to be with you this afternoon. We want to thank you and the federal government for your quick action to support workers in business. What were your top priorities in the recently passed stimulus bill? I spent a lot of time with all of the OEMs and the UAW understanding what the needs were, what the immediate crisis was, what the immediate impact was. When we started those discussions, that was 24 days ago. And our reality has set in for all of us. But in that bill, we knew that the autos needed to have liquidity. The most important thing for everybody was to have liquidity. I worked very closely with Nancy Pelosi and Stanley Hoyer on what the House bill would have in it. And the last bill, the CARE package, the third package, came out of the Senate. So Senator Stabenow and Senator Peters were taking a lead on the negotiating. Uh, We had a House package that was divided into two parts. Because we needed to ensure that the autos had liquidity, we put money in for the OEMs. But the supplier community had the same need. So in the House pass bill, we had money for mid and small size suppliers, a fund that would be for mid and small size businesses. So they would be able to tap into loans and we tied it to workers so that those loans could, for the mid and small size could ultimately have become grants down the road. That's not what got negotiated out in the Senate there was a larger pot of money for larger corporations, which the OEMs would be eligible for. 
And there was what we called the Warner Fund, which was money or resources that were put in there for the small and mid-sized suppliers. I think some of the mid-sized suppliers still have a lot of questions. And I also think that when we did the first bill, people were hopeful that we might be able to open before we are going to. So it's becoming very clear that we have to go back and we have to look at the industry further and all of the implications. We have an ecosystem in the auto industry. So it's the OEMs, it's the suppliers, it's the dealers and the customers. And so as we reopen, we are going to have to look at what it's going to take, what resources are going to be needed to keep everybody liquid, to the liquidity, cash flow that's going to be necessary, and then how do we stimulate sales so consumers start mm -hmm. buying vehicles again. Thank you for sharing that history. You know, clearly we recognize it is an ecosystem. It appeared that, you know, with the stimulus bill, there was at least some level of kind of bipartisan support and kind of a general recognition that collectively we had to act quickly. Do you think that type of bipartisan approach is going to be sustainable as we look at it in the future? I think we have no choice. I am someone who feels very strongly that this isn't a Republican virus or a Democratic virus. It's an invisible enemy that we all have to be united in fighting against. That first and foremost, the health and safety of every American and around the world needs to come first. We can't bring somebody back from the dead. We can stimulate the economy when the time is right. So, but I talked to Fred Upton, who is my Republican colleague from the Western side of the state. He's texted me three times while I'm sitting here on this town hall. We talk <laughs> some days, 10 times a day. When we were doing the auto stuff, the two of us, we talk every hour, we compare stories, we work both of our sides. We know the importance of it when it comes to the auto industry. Quite frankly, Fred and I tend to do joint meetings now with the autos and with the CEOs because we hear the same thing, we strategize, and we do the same things. And I think as we are speaking, initially there had been discussion that the fourth stimulus package would be an infrastructure bill or would include infrastructure. But what's become very clear by the end of last week is that we needed to put more money into the third package. So I call the fourth package, the care package on steroids, that we need to put more money into unemployment, more money into small business loans, the state and local governments need money, the hospitals need liquidity. And today, Mnuchin has talked to what's called the big four, the Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, the Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. And they have, Fred may kill me for telling you all this, but he just texted me and said there's supposedly agreement to move more money through for some of the small businesses and some other immediate relief and have a vote on Friday. So I'm not sure. On Friday. I was working that when this, town, mm -hmm. this came up. But that won't have auto. It will for small businesses, the suppliers that we're all worried about and their workers, and even that ecosystem of restaurants and the smaller businesses that we all depend upon. But the fifth package will be the next significant economic stimulus package. So you're thinking there, there most likely is gonna be a fourth and a fifth? 
I think the fourth will come very quickly. Okay. As I say, we had begun to hear that they were talking about the need. It was stunning how many people applied for the small business loans on Friday and over the weekend. We clearly need to get more money so we're taking care of people. So that's going to come now. What I don't know is what else will be in that package. We may need a fifth care package supporting many of the other programs because I think it may be difficult to get agreement on money for state and local governments, hospitals, et cetera, to do it that quickly, but I may be wrong. People are working together. And I want people to know that people are working together. We may have the fifth package may be a care package and the sixth package may be economic stimulus. This is happening in real time. I mean, I was working this right before I got on the phone and when I'm off with all of you, I'll be right back on the phone working with my colleagues. Is there a general sense of kind of duration? Is there any modeling that Congress is going off of as you're thinking about the stimulus packages and the future needs? I think that everybody's talking to a lot of experts. Yesterday, we had a Democratic caucus call that Janet Yellen, who is the former chair of the Federal Reserve Board, shared a number of her observations. We're talking to experts all around the country. And what I do, I am a car girl, and I'm proud of it. So Steve, who introduced all of us, is someone I talk to regularly every week. I talk to Ford GM Chrysler in the UAW and try to do Steve and John Bazzello, who's head of the association, every day. I deal with MEMA, who's one of the supplier organizations. I talk to NADA because I want to know what's happening, what are they hearing, what do they think they need. And one of the most important messages I have for the industry as well is you got to stay together. We can get people to support the industry and understand the issues when we're able to keep everybody together. When we talk you know, about the industry, just to sh share a little bit, Debbie, you know, we've been focused with our supplier partners working on really two main priorities. One, of course, is how do we ensure the health and safety of our own team members and the team members of our supplier partners. But two, also, how do we focus on business continuity? At some point, we need to return to mass production. We also need, through remote work, we have to maintain our progress on our next generation vehicle programs because quite frankly that will be our future easier said than done but those are our two focus areas when we're working with our supplier partners as you think about kind of priorities for the industry along those lines do you see any kind of concerns or priorities that the industry maybe should be considering well i've talked to your toyota management and i know how much mm -hmm. they care but all of them to safely reopen these plants. But we have to remember the auto industry still, and I'm proud of it, the backbone of the American economy. So at some point, we're going to have to go back to work. And people are off now. They've got reduced income. There are a lot of complications. For the supplier community, they're all different sizes. Some of them are larger, and they're able to sustain these kind of hits. And some of them are smaller. And are really having a hard time and some of them are mid-size. I'm working with NEMA and other suppliers to try to understand what their issues are. What do they need? What do we need to be worried about and to focus on their workers as well? As we kind of get ready to wrap up, you know, if you think about kind of what, what's the most kind of important message you'd like to share with the Toyota team or leave with the Toyota team as we work through this, this crisis and as we consider how we restart. 
we're having challenges right now. I know that, but I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you. And I'm really glad that I'm an American. You know, one of my themes in all three of my offices, I have the picture of Rosie the Riveter. And mm. you all are located in the county that was the home of Rosie the Riveter. And we can do it. And we will do it. We were the arsenal of democracy. Now we're the arsenal of health. And everybody's working together to support each other. We have to physically distance, but we don't have to socially distance. So we come together as Americans to get through this crisis. I'm very blunt that people that need to stay home, save, stay safe and save lives. You're an idiot if you don't take this seriously. And I've started saying that the last couple of days because there's some of these young kids that don't understand we're spreading this because they're still socializing. But Toyota deserves a lot of credit for the way you've treated your employees, for being a responsible corporate partner, for caring about your employees, having this town hall. It's not going to notice. And, you know, you are an essential part of this economy in Michigan. And you mean a lot to me. I'm really proud to represent you. And I thank you for everything all of you do every single day for the communities that you're in and for asking me to talk to you today. Thank you. So for the Toyota members, you heard it. Debbie, we greatly appreciate the support that you've provided uh, to the auto industry, obviously to Toyota. We really look forward to the next time you could come out and visit one of our campuses in the Ann Arbor area. We thank you very much for that. Thank you, and I look forward to all of us being back at work soon. This is Stephen, and on behalf of everyone who was fortunate enough to listen to this interview, I just want to thank both of you. You're, you're both uh, not only very knowledgeable, but, but you're very real. And I think that's what people need to hear right now. They don't need to hear corporate speak, and they don't need to hear political speak. They need to hear people uh, authentically talking about what's in front of us. And the, the commonality between the two of you is that, you, that you're just totally committed to this industry, and you understand that we only get through this whole crisis together. And so with that, I want to thank everyone for joining. We really appreciate your time and stay safe. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Bob. And that's it for Drive Time Talks, Policy Drivers. The Government Affairs team thanks you for staying connected, for all that you're doing to help keep everyone healthy and safe, and for being the example of hope to others. This is Donna Rudy signing off from Washington.